Hey, Kathy, how are you? We are starting yet another episode of Drink Like a Lady, our weekly podcast where we are talking about ways that female leaders can get a seat at the bar and get a seat at the table. How are you doing this week, Kathy? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's getting ready for Memorial Day. We always assume that we're going to be relaxing on that day. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Can you believe it's already May of 2021? Last we knew... The draft was getting canceled. The NBA draft was getting canceled. <laughs> Hanks had COVID in Australia. And all of a sudden, we're at the next Memorial Day already. There we go. There we go. Well, on today's episode, episode six, we are focusing on psychological safety and what are kind of the ways that we as female leaders can make sure we're creating that for our teams, that we're creating that for ourselves, and we're creating that in our businesses. But I think that step one of really kicking off this episode, we need to talk about the benefits of psychological safety. So I'm going to leave that one to you. Absolutely. This is this is sort of um, the core of what I do in motivating teams, and that is to find those individual components of safety that allow someone to just unfold, to allow them to just be so empowered that they feel that they can do anything. Um, once you do that with teams, it, you know, it's very motivating. The energy is very high. Um, there's very little resistance. And in that, um, in that regard, we can adapt quickly, which is what we needed to do during um, COVID. And we're very agile. So with that, we're, uh, we're open to new opportunities. Everybody and their mother is complaining about burnout right now. So I think it's very important to say, what does burnout look like when you're seeing it in your teams? You know, Joya, I have to tell you, it's almost, I'm seeing it, I'm going to say daily, but I'm seeing it hourly in people and how they respond to emails and how they're responding to you make a comment and all of a sudden it's a big blow up. So some of the components that you can look for that people are becoming more cynical. You know, they're taking things much more personally than they should be. You're, you might have a conversation with it, uh, with them and all of a sudden it, it, you're they're becoming defensive. My, my husband said at lunch, we, we eat lunch together. He said to me, um, you know, um, that person is on the defensive, you know, mm -hmm. like in athletics as well. Um, everything becomes a big deal. And, and I think to myself, there can't be that many big deals. We, you yeah. know, this is really simple. Let's get it together. Um, and then they feel useless. You know, th there's a purpose listness that goes around it and they talk about it. it you know where you know in, in the past people might not have talked about it but there's they're yeah what do, like why am i really here what why am i doing this um depression and anxiety you see that a lot we know that there's a lot of mental health issues people are talking about it over and over on the news um excessive use of alcohol and drugs you mm -hmm. know um and maybe even starting earlier that that happy hour um and then Here's the one thing that I always noticed very early on in my care. People stopped taking time off. Yeah. They, they had to work more, work more, do the grind, et cetera. Um, very key as we go into how we can help them is let's make sure that we're saying to them, need to take a day off. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how many people feel like they don't have permission. They're yes. actually seeking permission to take time off. And I fall into that bucket, but yeah. you, you can give yourself permission. And that's a huge way to like circumvent the burnout that we're seeing that's running rampant everywhere. Absolutely. All right. Now that we've done a little bit of exposition and setting up, we want to get to like what to do to start to create psychological safety as the conversation pivots from pandemic to 
going back to the office. So creating the right climate for open-minded thinking, what does that entail? Well, what that really is, is you're allowing individuals to think out loud. I mean, there are, there are some people who think out loud and, uh, and, some, and you'll hear them say, did I say that out loud? Mm -hmm. um, but you want more individuals to be able to think out loud and have it safe to to do that without them being, well, why did you say that? What did you do that for? It's, um, you know, what does that really mean? That makes no sense. Gaslighting, you know, that we, we are very common. So the, the point is allowing individuals to have those conversations right up from the get-go, make them feel safe about doing that. We had a speaker come through at my women's platform and he talked about um, creating space, like actively as a leader, creating space in the calendar for people to be creative. It's unstructured time mm -hmm. or creating time for people to just be able to innovate and come up with new ideas. I know Amazon is a big fan of this. So to me, recreating that climate for open-minded thinking also goes hand in hand with creating space, actual sanctioned time and space for those things to bubble up. Um, the second point is developing positive mindsets and creating safety in risk taking. Well, you know, here's the point, you know, we're, we are a do, do, do perform, 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 succeed, succeed, succeed society. All right. And um, you know, the old adage is that this guy made a million dollar mistake and he went into his boss and he said to his boss, I'm going to quit. And he said, are you kidding? I just invested a million dollars in you. You're not quitting. You've got to learn from this, um, this error. And that's the other thing I, I've been thinking about even more. So it's not that the people feel shame with when someone says you made a mistake, but when you make an error, it may be wrong based on some assumptions. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've got to be able to say to people that that positive mindset is and pivoting, pivoting in decision making, pivoting in, in what you can do to get out of that. Um, make them feel comfortable that they can come to you. The other thing is, um, I know there was an individual, a director who came to me at one point and he was telling a problem. And I finally made him safe enough to come quickly. You know, don't come when we're, we're further down uh, the line there and it's a harder to turn around. And I also think it's important to lay the bumper guards around what is what is safe to do, what's not safe to do. Yeah. Here's when you come to me. Yeah. Here's when you're on your own jurisdiction. So that way you're also kind of not only creating space for innovation or creating space for creativity and, and thinking out loud or open-minded thinking, but you're also saying, here's, here's the uh, pool that you can wade in. It's this big, it's this wide. And now take all the risk you want within these parameters. And when you fall on your face, make sure you come and tell me. Right, right. And then the third thing is mentoring behaviors such as compassion, respect, and support. And I actually would say that it's important to role model those behaviors in order for your team or your business to do the same. And that's important. They, they want to make sure that they have some place to go, you know, if they're having a bad day. And, and we all bring, um, we bring our personal life to work, whether people believe that or not. We do. That we are, We're human beings. We're beings rather than doings, as they say. Um, so compassion is really important. And people have tough days. You never know quite what's going on in their life or, or what may be impacting them. Respect is important, even if you disagree. I mean, I am a strong proponent of if you do not agree with somebody, at least do it with respect. Keep the person's dignity and actually show what kind of professional person you are. And then support, especially as a manager and as an as executive leader, um, let them know that they can lean on you, you know, mm -hmm. especially if they're having a tough day, um, yeah. if they're having a tough week, whatever they're having, you know, let them let you know that you'll help them get through it. 
I had a mentor once tell me that I needed to kind of really shut down and hit reset for August as I was redoing my website. And, and I remember this stuck with me. She's like, you need to role model this for all of the people that are in your community yeah. to know that it's okay to take a break when you've got a big task that you need to give your hundred percent focus to. And I know you have a story that you wanted to share as well, oh, yeah. illustrating psychological safety. And, and you know what, this just happened. This happened last week. Um, one of the uh, team members on the governance team, he emailed, he goes, I have an idea. And um, what he did was basically he wanted to discuss that he thought we should bring in some expert in order to help us with governance within the organization. Now, um, I was away um, for the weekend. Therefore, I did not respond. And there's two of us who he reports to. And he was excited. You could tell in the email he was excited, this gentleman. Um, the other person actually said, no, you can't do it. Um, you know, that costs money. I, and immediately shut this guy down. This guy has brought us more great ideas than, than I can, you know, say on, on both my hands at this point. Of course, I was appalled. I thought, oh, you know, how do we do this in this environment um, where people are themselves, you know, they're, they're trying to be creative they're trying to get out of their own self so um what i did was i actually emailed back without getting into an email confrontation with the other leader and i said it may not be the time here's what we'll do to make sure we get there great idea let's work on this you know in the future as well different approach different um responses here's the key the key is we had a very important governance meeting on friday at four o'clock he did not show up oh. and i really believe that he did not show up because he was, you know, someone put the pin in the balloon and they were like, they deflated him. Um, mm -hmm. Because otherwise he's very active in, in making those decisions. So that was sad for me. Yeah. That lost yeah. Um, a creative guy in this regard. Well, that's a tough one. Yeah. So today we're, you know, just to reset the conversation and recap some of the points that we've already covered off on, we're talking about creating psychological safety for your teams. And this is important for female leaders, especially as we're seeing kind of our moment in the sun, because we're realizing that people need a lot of this good stuff, yep. but also the fact that we are transitioning back to the office. So number one, creating the right climate for open-minded thinking. Number two, developing a positive mindset, but also creating a safe space for risk taking to happen? What are those bumper guards going to look like? Uh, role modeling, mentoring behaviors such as compassion, respect, and support. And then number four is a positive team climate. What does that mean, Kathy? Positive team climate means that you, you know, that you're working towards the positive components and opportunities that are available to you. One of the other things that I think is really important with psychological safety is you bring the best of the uh, the skills of each person in their functional skills. Once you, you get the, you know, allow that to happen and bring that team, you know, glue together. It's amazing what they they can do. And they feel safe with each other because they'll turn around and go, Tom, what do you think? Or, you know, Monica, what, what's your feeling on this? Because you're the expert on this. And then the entire team actually rises in terms of how they feel about um, the results. Right. Uh, what happens though when a negative thing happens? How do you how do you address it? Maybe do a post mortem and yeah. return to the positivity because I think that's when the rubber really hits the road. Well, when I see someone within the team behave, and I, it's a behavioral thing as far as and a habit, um, they say, "Well, you know, I'm just I'm the realist." I pull them aside 
um, separately, not in front of individuals, etc., and depending on where they are, and let them know how they're impacting others. Sometimes um, they're tonal deaf. They may not know how they're impacting other people. They don't know how they're impacting the team. Um, and I actually had to ask someone to um, consider resigning recently. And um, he was surprised. Uh, but I said, I, I think, A, I think you, you're burned out. I had to use that word because that's what's going on. Yeah. And I said, you can come back. You've got great skills. I think you just need to go back and regenerate and really do that privately. And once again, give them the dignity that, they still have value. Um, they just may need the new energy um, in order to get there. Yeah. Resetting is so key. And I don't think that people, get, again, give themselves permission to do that. That's right. Number five is a shift in leadership style. And there's actually a couple of ways that people can lead. There's the authoritative leadership style that we all are very familiar with. Here's my word. This is, this is the edict. And this is what you have to go act on. Consultative leadership. And then there's supportive leadership. I know you're most interested in the combination of the last two. Yes. But let's define them first. What does that mean? Well, first of all, consultative Consultative leadership means that you solicit input from those individuals within your team, how they see it. Sometimes, you know, what I always say is the individual um, at the bottom may have a very simple solution. We can't figure it out because we're not actually in that execution stage. But by also engaging them in the solution, they will own it. They'll do the buy-in. They're going to make sure that it happens once you put that into place. So getting their viewpoints, making sure that we understand the issues. Sometimes we think it's one issue and it's not that issue. It's some other issue. That's consultative, consultative leadership. The second one is supportive leadership. Um, that's indirect effect. And that's once again, as you give them, you know, team objectives, et cetera, checking in with them. How are you doing? What do you need? Mm -hmm. That's you know, and it may be what does the team need and it may be other um, resources, but what does the individual need as well? And that's important. When you put those two together, it's like uh, putting together a nice sandwich. And what that does is it actually increases the combination um, of that in a positive team impact by by seven, 70, 77 percent. Yeah. I always say, you know, I had someone ask me a question the other day, you know, how do I try this out before I really need to lean on these skills? How do I try it out? And I always say, you know, you can do it in a low stakes environment. You know, maybe maybe it's um, being supportive to somebody in, in the grocery store and not elbowing them. We know we all have sharp elbows here in New York. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe it's going to your local bookstore and asking a question. I don't know. But like, starting to flex these skills in places where it's low stakes. Like if eh, it doesn't really matter if, if things don't go your way, because that way you get, it becomes a secondary muscle. And now you can start to flex that in your teams and in the office where it really matters. I think that's a great point. I think, you know, what rep repetition um, creates habit and what you have to do it often, you have to change the, the way that you might think about it, the way that you've done it. Authoritarian, uh, authoritative leadership really came from the fact that we were factory minded for so many years yeah. and men came out of that. Um, so we as women are, are have these other supportive consultative uh, skills that are natural to us um, and don't feel like you um, need to put them aside because someone else is telling you that's not going to work. And that's the byproduct of moving from an industrial economy to a service yes. economy. We forget that really our feminine traits as leaders have had their moment in the sun right now. Exactly. It's a perfect time. All right. So next week is episode seven. and We are going to be discussing what? 
we're going to discuss um, how stress is part of our everyday life, but how do we utilize this stress in order to optimize performance? And uh, we're going to have some key metrics for people, key action items as well. And hopefully uh, people won't bring the stress with them to our, uh, our podcast. And if people want to work with you, Kathy, how do they get in touch with you? They can do one of two ways. They can call me directly, 609-933-7600. That's my direct line. And or uh, Stuart Kathy at Gmail, S-T-U-A-R-T-K-A-T-H-I-E at gmail.com. And I am a longtime television anchor. I now work with corporate women who want to be able to carry a room with authority, have influence, get buy-in. And so I'm happy to work with you on a one-on-one basis or in my masterclass to teach you the art of better communication. You can always get a hold of me at Joya Das, J-O-Y-A-D-A-S-S, or you can email me at info at joyadas.com. Kathy, we're going to do it all again next week. Any closing thoughts? No, I just think, you know, like you said, take our everyday life and start creating new habits. Awesome. We'll see you next week. Take care now. Bye.